Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <clears throat> Today is Saturday, um, July 29th. I am the host and creator of In the Damn Way, Life, Love, and Everything in Between, uh, Brandy Alexander. Um, I welcome you today, um, and I've welcomed you over the last month or so um, that we've, or I've been uh, doing this podcast, and I just want to start out by saying thank you um, before we actually get into our topic for today. Um so starting the beginning of July, we had started a series and it's called Understanding Relationships. And um, if you joined us last week, um, well, the week before that, we talk about, talked about toxic versus healthy relationships. And then last week, we talked about friends versus associates. And so now this week, we are going to move forward to abusive relationships. Um, if you've got, if you guys have watched me before, you do know that I was in an abusive relationship, but I'm not going to talk about that today. I'm not going to talk about whose fault, um, it was because I feel like it was a mutual, um, part played in, in the abusiveness. Oh, wow. I'm not giving anybody a pass for, um, what it is that they're done, what they've done. I am, however, um, recognizing that some things that were done generationally may have caused, uh, both of us to present ourselves, um, abusive to one another or toxic to one another, which, um, in turn led to an abusive relationships. And so, um, so as we start off this series, I just want to start by saying that abuse is like a ad- degenerative disease. And if you know anything about degenerative, de- degenerative, sorry if I'm saying it wrong, but it's a disease that pretty much is going to kill you um, if they don't find a cure or if they don't replace it with something new. There is a definitive um, outcome of you not uh, making it forever. I don't know when you may leave, continue to progress, in which case it um, gets worse and you get worse. And so your health declines uh, and then your demise will come. So that's what abuse is like. If I had to put it into a descriptive, um, a descriptive uh, situation is that is it is not something that starts. It's something that builds over time. But over time, if it's not dealt with correctly, it gets worse and worse and worse. And nobody truly deals with the root of the problem. Um, People just continue to say, oh, they're abusive or they were, uh, you know, I was traumatized by this or that, but they don't really go back and see what it was that caused that um, to actually get to that point. Um, Also, abuse is all about control, who has it, and how they're going to keep it are the only main factors when it comes down to abuse. So no one cares about anything else other than control. That's all abuse is. It's, 
I mean, that's just it. Someone wants control over your life because they lack control um, in their in their lives and how their lives was shaped. And so now you're that person who gets to feel all that hurt and pain that they are dealing with. The problem with abuse, as I've stated before, is that it will continue to increase if no one decides they need to heal from it. So if we continue to say it happened, I'm over it, but no one actually takes the time to process and deal and heal, it's going to continue to be something that you deal with for the rest of your life. And it's going to be like a cancer is going to spread. So I have a great example of a movie that I watched the other day and it came out in 2013. It's called August um, Osage County. Let me tell you that movie, if you ever want to understand um, abuse or abusive relationships, that is the perfect movie to watch. Um, So just a synopsis of the movie, it was about a father who committed suicide um, and the children came home and then it was a a big commotion. And in the end, everybody um, went their own separate ways. The father said in the beginning that his wife was causing him or keeping him from drinking. The father was drinking because of his past. The mother was this because of her past. Um, And it was a continuous cycle. So then the children, uh, it was three girls. um, One was allowing herself to be in a very toxic relationship or toxic relationships. Um, one was abusive and she didn't even know that she was abusing, um, her power. And then the other one was kind of submissive in a sense, but, um, she was the one that was doing all the work to keep the family together. Uh, even though she wanted to go off and live her life. And so she went through some things where she had to suffer in silence because she knew no one would be there for her. It was so sad, not the movie, but just what happened to everyone and how they chose to deal with it. So the mother was lashing out because her mother was horrible and she was invoking it on her children. And and so it was a continuous cycle that was going on and on and on. But also the father was, um, had a bad childhood. Um, and so he, he ended up doing some things and then he regretted it. And so he was drinking, like it was a bunch of secrets, which is what most families do. Right. So we have so much pain that is going on within our families that we only want to keep within our four walls that we shut that door and we tell everyone in that house. So what goes on in this house stays in this house. I don't know if you've had that happen to you, but I know in my family and for my children, that was the, that was it. If it happened in here, it stays in here. No one else needs to know our business. That is not healthy. And what I am doing is I am trying to control what is going on in my household. Therefore, 
instead of me raising my children, I am controlling my children. I am keeping them in a box and not allowing them to grow because I don't want this to get out of, I don't want that to get out of, I don't want them to think about this and I don't want them to, to experience that because I know what's on the other side, but I don't know that it would, I don't know if it would be helpful for me to speak with them and tell them the truth or pretend as if it never happened, but just keep them so wrapped tight around my finger that they can't breathe. I can't breathe um, because we're all controlling um, the situation. And when I say we're all controlling is I'm controlling them. They're trying to control themselves and I'm trying to control me because I don't want anyone to see what they don't need to see or what I don't want them to see. So it's a bunch of control going on and nobody's healing. And, and the one thing that I was afraid of is if I'm ever a grandmother that that control continues to keep going. Okay. Um, one thing about control is that it's a mental thing. So in order for me to take control of you, I have to make you feel like I have something over you or I know more than you do or um, I am the better person for for being the head of this situation. Right. So no one else knows more than me. I control this. You guys, if you don't listen to me, you shall perish. That is a non factual thing which is what nonfiction. it's non-factual whatever and it doesn't make any sense yet we continue to do it because we're so afraid of what could be on the other side if they actually learn that I used to do this so I used to do that I smoke weed I drank I was promiscuous I did this and I did if they learned that I stole out of a department store oh my god I have to control them. I have to make them think stealing is bad. This is bad. Doing that is bad. Going there is bad. It's all bad, bad, bad without explaining to them who I really am, allowing them to love the real me. I'm controlling the situation and only allowing them to love the person that I have created. Okay. So... Another thing about abuse, if is is if it was break you down slowly but surely, just break you down. But I break you down in such a way you don't even know you're being broken. You think I'm guiding you, you think I'm leading you, but really what I'm doing is twisting it and making you think how I want you to think, do what I want you to do, be who I want you to be, and all of it is unhealthy. We don't want to look at it that way. And we look at it like, oh, I'm guiding my children. Are you? Are you? Because I wasn't. And it wasn't until they were older that I learned that I wasn't guiding anyone. I was making everyone afraid of me. Afraid to talk to me, afraid, afraid to confide in me, afraid to just be because it was going to change the dynamics of my household. And I couldn't have that. I had to have that control. Someone had control over me and I'm sure someone had control over them in order for them to try to take control over me. 
because nobody owned their own lives. I did not understand that. I really did not understand that. And I was sitting here playing the victim. Oh, my God, I'm the victim. Somebody put their hands on me. Oh, they talk to me this way. Well, you know what? That's the only way they know how to talk. Someone told me yesterday is you have to believe people for who they are, which I've heard that before. Don't think I'm oblivious to what I've heard or what I know. But I'm just saying they reminded me that you have to meet people where they are. You have to know that everybody is not ready to heal when you're ready to heal. The bad thing about no one being able to heal or ready to heal is that instead of healing, we go have children. We have children. We bring children into our situation, hoping that it fixes the situation, hoping that things get better. And it doesn't. And all we do is continue that cycle. Abuse is a generational curse. Because it continues to go and go and go until somebody says, stop, I'm going to get some help. I am going to rescue my family. I am going to get us all on a healthy level. And that's how we're going to live. I'm going to be open and honest. I'm going to take whatever uh, condemnation that someone has or judgment someone has for me. I'm going to take it. I'm going to eat it. I'm I'm going to stand up and say, yes, that was me. That was who I was then, but you don't get to keep me in that place because I've grown. Another word I hate to hear, grown. I'm grown. I'm grown. She's grown. I'm grown, grown. Y'all, if one more person say that, I promise you, to me, You can say it all you want to, but if someone says it to me, I promise you I might just pass out on the floor. No one understands what it means to be grown. You're an adult, according to the government, at 18. You are an adult, but grown? Absolutely not. You want to know why? The word grow, meaning something is changing. Right? It goes, if we're talking about growing a plant, Starts as a seed, the seed, um, what is it? Is it photosynthesis? I don't know. I mean, science and biology and all that was a long time ago. I'm not even going to try to explain, but it turns into whatever it is, a tree, flower, whatever. But it starts as a seed. But do you notice every so often that flower, that tree it has to shed those leaves? The only way it can keep growing is it sheds the old and grows new. It never stops growing because it's always something new to learn. It's always something new to be. That plant is going to be just leaves. Sometimes it may be leaves with flowers. The flowers may be yellow this time. They may be green the next time. They may have 20 leaves, I mean, 20 uh, petals on them this time and have 10 the, the next time. But it's always growing. It's always changing. So you never say, you see my grown plant, my grown flower. So how do humans think that we have, we're grown? We can say we have grown. I have grown, right? A plant has grown 
It has grown from that seed, but it's continuously changing. We have to be that continuous in changing our lives and opening up that door that we have shut and sealed and locked and, and deadbolt. We have to be able to open that door and deal with what's behind it. And I'm not saying that everybody has trauma. I'm talking to the people who have some type of trauma, that door that we've shut, that we don't want. It could be a breakup that you just kind of said, you know what? I'm not going to deal with that. I'm over it. Unpack it. Deal with it. That's the only way you're going to grow. That's the only way you're going to heal. So is it with abuse. Do you really think I want to sit and tell people about my abuse? Absolutely not. If you know me, you know better. This isn't my world. This isn't, but God said someone out there needed to hear my story. So now I'm telling it. I'm telling it in hopes that people understand that everything is a process. Nothing's going to happen overnight and nothing grows without you watering it putting new fertilizer on it, putting new dirt in it, showing it love. If I don't show myself love, how can I continue to grow? When I came out of that relationship, that marriage, the last thing I was doing was loving myself. I couldn't even love my kids enough. So I know I couldn't love me. But the reason why I could not love my children enough is because mentally I was nowhere near where they needed me to be. I was too busy trying to control the narrative. Our lives has changed. We got to deal with it. I don't have time for you guys to break down because I have to keep going. And if you break down, then it means I break down and I don't have time to break down. So we have to keep going. So guess what? Everybody get in line. Let's go. That is exactly my tone. You can ask any one of my children. That was my tone. I don't have time. And it's not that I didn't love them. I didn't know how to love them because I didn't know how to love me. I had not unpacked the mental anguish that was on my life before I had children. Yet I brought children into my situation. Only to deal with someone who had just as much mental anguish than I had. And here we are trying to be in a relationship. Both of us broken, beaten, bruised, mentally unprepared for the world. But we trying to be parents and husband and wife. We didn't have the slightest idea. And there's a lot of people out there who still don't have the slightest idea because they haven't taken the time to unpack. They figure I'm grown. I don't have to deal with that. Uh, Yeah, you do. If you have any plans on being anything different in your life, if you plan on continuing to grow, if you plan on continuing to be the best person that you can be for yourself as well as other people, you have to be willing to grow. You can't do that if you're not mentally together. And if you're mentally tearing somebody else down and you don't even know it, you don't even recognize it because it becomes second nature. It's almost like breathing. It's almost like breathing. Me having control, that was the easiest thing I could do. I had done it so well. I had plenty, 
plenty of experience having control over my feelings because my feelings weren't validated. So I had to suck them up and I knew how to do that. I knew how to do that more than I knew how to cry. Not to say that I didn't cry or not to say that I didn't share, but no one was listening when I was sharing. So you stop sharing. You stop trying to get clarity because no one's listening. Nobody want to help you. So mentally you, you, you just hold on to all of that and it comes out of your mouth like diarrhea. It is awful, awful, awful. Mm, that was a lot in the first 23 minutes, but I hope you guys understand that it is something serious that we have to take care of. And someone will mentally taunt you to make you keep coming back for more. Because you don't know that they're messing with you mentally. You keep coming back. And you think you have control. When the whole time that person is the one with the control. So by the time they put their hands on you, it's too late. You've already fallen for the biggest portion of it. You at stage two or three by the time they slap you or hit you. They've already made you feel like this is the best you can do. I'm the best that you can have. Deal with it. And you stay. And they make you feel good for a little bit. Mind control. Make you feel good for a little bit. You do one bad thing. Bam. And you stay. And it's a continuous cycle. But it's a mind thing. And so that's why mental health People think about mental health and they think about, oh, I have to be depressed or I have to have anxiety or I have to be crazy. No, you can be none of the above and need mental health or need to be mentally, mentally healthier is what I mean to say. Have mental health issues and need to be mentally healthier. You do not understand the type of mind games that go on in abuse or, or even, yeah, you don't, you have no idea. And so when I think about, again, my children and me being very surface with my children, very, very surface. I was mama. That's all they really need to know. I asked them, do you remember me, you know, being intoxicated or you, I, I didn't know you were drunk. I've never seen you drunk. When there was a lot of times I was intoxicated. Trying to mask, trying to put on a happy face. Because when I, when I drank, I'm loosey goosey and I'm fun. I'm still surface, but I'm Lucy Goosey. And so that's fun, mom, right there. You know, she's good. She's not drunk. Yeah, she was. But I wasn't a mean drunk. So I guess that was my positive to my drunkenness. 
whatever. But then I had to go back, go back and think about my mom. Maybe she was like she was to me because of her relationship with her mom. It's a cycle. She didn't just get like that. I remember she was a totally different person. She didn't just get like that. She learned that behavior. Because she was holding everything in and trying to project something she was not. Trying to escape where she was hurt instead of dealing with it. She couldn't sit down and have a conversation because she hadn't even had the conversation with herself. She she hadn't even acknowledged what she had gone through. So how was she going to go through it with me? That didn't stop me from being mad because I didn't understand it. Again, growth. This is me growing today. Because I didn't take the time to say, oh, you know what? Maybe she can't talk to me because she don't know what to say. Maybe she can't show me this because she never learned it herself. Nobody taught her. So how is she going to teach me? That's not to say she didn't know, but knowing and knowing how to teach someone something is two totally different things. I could know a lot of things. That don't mean I should teach it. If I don't have what it takes or or the the true knowledge or the insight as to how to solve whatever it is that I'm getting ready to teach, I might as well keep my mouth shut. Because I'm not helping anyone by just spewing off words and saying this and saying that and telling you all my past. If I haven't dealt with it and unpacked it and understood how it got to this point to begin with. Y'all, I put so much um, trauma and it took the pandemic for us to start to unpack that trauma and actually have a real relationship and I'm talking about me and my children have a real relationship I had controlled them for so long subconsciously I didn't do this because I wanted to I done it because someone had done it to me someone had done it to them and so on and so forth so it's all I knew basically I knew how to be very vague. I knew how to control too. I knew those two things. I had what they called a PhD. And so I was doing it to them. But it wasn't until we started to unpack. And we're still unpacking. We're still growing. We're still changing those that fertilizer and watering and growing and growing and growing and loving. But at the end of the day, my kids know me now. More than they ever did. I'm more transparent with who I am now. Still have a ways to go. Trust me. 
I mean, being private for so long is kind of a hindrance when it's time to be open. But at the end of the day, I am okay with being transparent and telling them this happened, that happened. This is when I saw this. This is when I dealt with that. I'm okay with saying it, dealing with it, and allowing them to process it and then come back and say, well, what did you think about that? Do you see that in your life? Being able to have a real conversation with them is better than anything I could have ever experienced. But I wasn't ready, y'all. It took the pandemic for us to be locked down. Me and my oldest son locked down. Well, no, no one there but him and I. And we began to unpack our trauma. And so I started with him. And then I went to the next one. And then I went to the next one. And so now, as a parent, I talk to all three of them. But then I also talk to them individually. I spend time with them individually because I want us to have individual relationships on top of a family relationship. And that just makes us powerful. But we couldn't do that until somebody said, you know what? The buck stops here. Don't you recognize that it's time when I recognized it was time? Well, actually, yeah, when I recognized um, last year um, for um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month and um, actually it's Domestic Violence Month, I wrote a poem. And it poem outlined a lot of my relationship. That was the first time anyone outside of my circle knew what I had gone through. No one knew I was an abuse survivor. Notice I said survivor, not victim. Okay. Cause I survived that real bad. But I was able to be honest. I was able to be open. I was able to be free. And when I done that, it was like a weight lifted off my shoulder and my life began to continuously transition. Once I was obedient, opened my mouth, started that healing process. Y'all, my life has changed so much and I'm doing things I would have never imagined I would do. One of them is sit on a podcast, my podcast at that and tell you, about things that have bothered me, that I've gone through, that have hurt me, that have traumatized me and help someone else. And while I'm helping myself get through them, take that healing journey. It's imperative. It's imperative because if not, genera, genera, mm, generationally, ah, generationally, sorry, it will continue to cripple us. Like I said before, I have a family full of people. We grew up together. 
but we grew up in hurt. And when I say in hurt, because our parents were hurting. Our parents were mentally abused, trying to raise a gang of children. We were innocent. We know no better. What? We love each other. We cousins. Real cousins. Not fake cousins. We real cousins. We were deep. We didn't need to invite nobody nowhere because it was enough of us to make it go down. Excuse me. But as we grew older, remember I talked about that mental abuse. It started to wear on us. They were already pumping it in us in the beginning, but we didn't recognize it. And the older we got, the worse it got. Now we hold on to grudges. Family, we hold on to grudges. We mad at each other. We probably don't even know why we mad. Everybody's trying to control their environment. Everybody, everybody, family has control. Nobody wants to let go of the control or the hurt or the pain of being mentally, emotionally, verbally abused, maybe even physically. In order to start the healing process, no one wants to be, I've told y'all time and time again, that sacrificial lamb. I'll do it. If I get to save my cousins, my second cousins, my niece and nephews, my sons, if I get to save them from the mental demise that we were about to experience had one person not stepped up and finally started to take the healing journey. If I got to do that, if I got to, if I got to experience it all just to make sure that they don't have to. Okay. That's okay. I mean, we can't all go through life and just not acknowledge that bad things happen. I mean, Because I'm pretty sure more than I would just do it. We do it. I mean, it just makes logical sense, right? Who in the world wants to revisit their trauma? Nobody. I don't even want to revisit mine. But I don't want it to continue to happen. I don't want it to continue to cripple us. I said on my post the other day, breaking generation, we need to break generational curses so that we can have generational wealth. Families of wealth, not a family within a family. I said families. That's my hope for this family. That's my hope for my children. That's my hope for my niece and nephews. That's my hope for my parents and aunts and uncles is that we have generational wealth and we break generational curses. Be honest, be open. It's okay. You want the only one who went through it. It's okay. I'm sure I was not the only one. I'm telling y'all I got about 41st cousins. 
I may be being uh, dramatic, but I know I have a lot of cousins, first cousins, first cousins, meaning our mama, daddy had children. Okay. It's got to change. And I forgot where I was going with that when I was talking about cousins, but nevertheless, oh, I was saying that I know within all of us, that's what I was going to say. Um, I'm not the only one. Can't be. I might be the only one to speak up about it because it's so hush hush. And we have learned as black people, um, uh, families of color or whatever the uh, word is for the day to keep our mouths shut, to keep it in our, in our, in our four walls. What goes on in here stays in here. Don't take our business outside. Who's healing? If everybody got to keep everybody's secret, who is healing? That's even more traumatic and abusive than you slapping me in the face. At least that pain goes away. But your secret, I got to keep that forever and ever I'm in. I can't tell nobody who's broke. I can't tell nobody we had roaches. I can't tell nobody we got food stamps. You mean to tell me I can't tell nobody we were homeless? I got to keep all of that. We laugh and joke about it with other people, but do we really talk about it? Talk about it. Hear from it. It's okay. Because what I refuse to do is get in any other unhealthy relationship, friendship, associate, ship, ship, period. I refuse to bring another person into my life without healing first. Because as they say, hurt people hurt people. I am not pushing my hurt pain off on not one other soul. I refuse to do it. If that means I got to stay in my house 24-7 and mind my business and don't talk to nobody on the phone, then that's what I will do. But what I will not do is bring someone else into my drama, my abusive behavior, abuse them. Without them knowing it, because again, like I told you, when you've been abused, you become so good at it. Just like that person was so good at it when they were doing it to you. You, you become so good at it. You don't even know you're doing it. You think it's a general conversation. I'm being a good friend. I'm telling you, you know, what you should do. Really, I'm telling you what I want you to do. I'm not telling you what you should do or what you could do. Because you should never tell anyone what they should do. I can tell you what you could do. But anything outside of what you could do is everything I want you to do, which is control, which is abuse. Stop doing it. Stop thinking you're helping people because you ain't. You're perpetuating that cycle over and over and over again. When you going to stop? When you going to stop and say, I need some help? Go to a counselor. Go to a therapist. 
write it down in the journal, but deal with it. Unpack it. Let it be known. Be honest. Be open. Be free. I'm so free right now. My mouth is just like a waterfall. A lady called me the other day and asked me something about business and asked me, had the, um, had the, um, I ain't gonna say the nerve, but she asked me, well, how you been? I unpacked on that lady. Like, I don't know what that is not my character at all. But I'm free enough to be honest enough to say, you know what? Child, I've been going through it mentally. Now, I'm not going to just do that to a stranger. I know this lady, but it, it that's not why she called me. But in the end, you know what she said? What you said just made me have a better day. Because I was feeling bad. I feel like we kindred spirits. I'm going through something very similar. And I thought I was out here by myself. Y'all, if that was not freeing, I don't know what it was. I felt so good. I helped that lady without helping her. I helped her by being free enough to be honest about what I'm going through and how it's mentally tearing me down. And she received it with love because she knew I wasn't coming from a place of, you know, just trying to get to know your business. I don't care about nobody else's business. I'm trying to unpack my own. But I do care about us being mentally healthy because, y'all, if we don't, we won't be able to continue to be the incredible people that we are. That's how depression sneaks in and takes over. It controls you. And it comes in slow, real slow. I'm telling you. And it continues to come. If you don't deal with it, if you don't process it, if you don't understand it, I hate, God rest her soul, but Sinead O'Connor, abuse tore her up. Depression. And she talked about some of her abuse growing up. And she kept dealing with that. I'm not going to say she didn't see a counselor. I'm not going to say that. But what I'm saying is we have to unpack it. We have to deal with it. And we have to be ready to let it go. Because if not, y'all, it turns into a form of depression, anxiety, stress, high blood pressure, and every heart disease. Overeating, obesity. Anorexia, undereating, drug habits, all of this because we refuse to deal with ourselves. Not everything somebody done to you, they did to you. Some of it you allowed to happen. I mean, I have a puppy, he's semi trained. But if he pissed on the floor instead of pissing on the puppy pad or outdoors, I can't get mad at the puppy if I ain't fully trained him. 
I can't blame it on him. Oh my God, he's not listening. I used to be that way. Oh my God, he's, oh my, I, I'm getting rid of this dog. I, I'm not, I'm not dealing with it. See it through. It ain't going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It is super hard. But at the end of the day, that puppy, he's going to be amazing. And I am going to be even more amazing. And so we're going to be amazing together. And my children and grandchildren and so on and so forth are going to be even more amazing than me and that puppy. I hope that you guys heard where I was coming from. I hope and pray that you guys understand that everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm saying is for growth. It is not to tear anybody down. It's not to throw in the shade. It's not to make anyone feel any type of way because I can do that to myself on my own by myself. I don't need no help. I don't need no audience. I do need an audience. I do need a person. I do need someone to hear me when I say it's, okay life is not easy but it's okay but you have to deal with it because it's life it changes going back to those plants it just it does not go from a plant I mean a seed to a plant or flower or tree it does not do it it it's humanly impossible. Even with genetics, they have to grow it. Okay? It has to come in a little peach tree dish, and they keep on, keep on, keep on doing whatever they're doing to it in order to get it to grow. Everything has to grow. Everything has to change. Don't be afraid of it. Continue the process. It's not going to happen overnight. But guess what? If you continue to prune and water and fertilize and, and, and whatever it else, love and, and, you know, talk to and give peace to and set out in the sun and just let life breathe over you or breathe back into you, you can get through it. You can overcome anything and everything. But you have to take that first step and you have to acknowledge that there's something that you need to deal with and deal with it. Stop blaming other people. Mm. Thank you guys for joining me uh, for another episode. Um, again, you can catch this tomorrow. I promise you on YouTube. I do want to apologize for my other episodes. I did figure out how to get them on the right platforms, um, being that I'm doing everything in a different process now. So just bear with me as I learn technology again. I told y'all I just started dealing with technology when I started this podcast. Okay. So before that, no social media, no nothing. I don't deal with it. I didn't have to. And, you know, I would buy cameras and stuff just to say I got one, but I never used it. Okay. Ask my children. They'll tell you. But anyway, it will be uploaded tomorrow on YouTube. Um, also, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, RSS.com. Soon to come, we're going to go on Pandora Podcasts. Um, also, our website, www.therealbrandyalexander.com. Um, if you want to leave comments uh, about the show, you're more than welcome. Guys, I just thank you and I feel blessed that you were here to listen to me today. I hope you learned something. Um, 
hit me up on IG at the real Brandy Alexander. If you have any questions, um, if you want to get on the show again, you have to go to my website, www.therealbrandyalexander.com up under contact, send me a message and I will let you know. Um, I will continue to update you with new shows and new series and I just thank you guys for just being here and um, and for watching the show and keeping it relevant. And I hope that it continues to grow and continue to send it to people who you think um, need to hear what it is I'm trying to say or need to take that healing journey with me. Again, it's a journey. OK, I'm not running. I'm walking because I need to get everything I need to get and see everything I need to see in the process. So you guys have a wonderful Saturday. Thank you so much. And it's been great. Have a good evening.